When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello there and welcome to Paper Talk, the Irish Examiner's new sports podcast. On this week's show, we will be concentrating on the opening round of the Allianz Football League in the company of the Irish Examiner's GA correspondent, John Fogarty. Now, John, given that you were out and about on Sunday following the fortunes of Kerry and Donegal, I think that's where we'll begin. And uh, incredible statistic, first opening day win in the league for Eamon Fitzmaurice since he took charge of the kingdom. Yeah, uh, he offered a right smile when he was reminded of that after the game. Cullum, um, it's a statistic that, of course, he, he wouldn't be proud of, obviously. But um, there, as he said himself, there have been mitigating circumstances in the past whereby they've had holidays, they've had players injured, um, clo- club commitments. But at the same time, you know, they're missing the Dr. Croke's contingent here, the likes of Johnny Buckley, Fionn Fitzgerald, Colin Cooper, and, and Darren O'Sullivan, of course, with Glenn, Baker, Glenn Carr as well. So, um, and uh, Stephen O'Brien, obviously, too. So, you know, it, it just shows the strength and resources there at the moment. Um, you know, it's not like Kerry, they won't be wanting to, to play this up at all, but they could have won by so much more in Letter Kenny. Um, the the three points uh, winning margin was deceptive, to say the least. Was that a cause for concern, though, John? The fact that, as we've seen with Kerry, notably in the All-Ireland semi-final last year, taking a, a stranglehold of a game and then letting it go. Um, how, how did they end up in a situation where there was only three points in it at the final whistle? Yeah, I take your point, uh, Colin, but at the same time, it, they were very comfortable. Uh, so so comfortable that, listen, the, the, the whole... the, the, the 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 result was, or should I say, the winning margin was warped by the fact that um, they took off some of their best performing players. James O'Donoghue, who was excellent on the day, was taken off. Paul Murphy was taken off. They emptied the bench, and they didn't seem interested in attacking in the closing stages. They they had players behind the ball. Um, it seemed as if they were satisfied enough that they weren't going to get caught. Um, I fully believe if they had kept players on the team uh, on 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 the on the field, and as if they they um if if they were going to attack, they just didn't seem interested in attacking in the last ten minutes. It was almost as if a message had got out to them, and and uh, I there was no there was no relief or anything at the at the end of it. You know, a lot of the Donegal supporters had left by that stage. They would have felt that you know the game was up on them, and uh, yeah, there there was uh, it it did look tight, but it 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 certainly wasn't, and it didn't feel that Kerry were in any way in trouble. Okay, talk to me about uh, Donegal. A, a very different team this season to what we would have had 12 months ago yeah obviously um you know the, with the retirements and the non-availability of the likes of uh leon McLoon over the over the last few weeks and months that uh you know they're, they're gonna have to change um at the same time and uh, the guys who left just like mark o'shea and uh, aiden o'mahony you know they were in and out of the team so it wasn't a huge matter but clearly 
there was um, there was an experimental hue about this Donegal team yesterday. And, is it, is um, it a, a happy camp up there, John? I am. Well, when we when you see Michael Murphy coming out as he did back in October, I think uh, endorsing Rory and insisting that he should stay on in charge, Colm, um, you know, a lot of people take the, their lead from uh, Michael in that group, um, and I would imagine it is relatively happy. Yeah, you know, Leo McLoon. To lose him now seems a little bit, um, what could you say, you know, he's still a young footballer, still in his 20s, and to lose a fellow of his physique, and is, you know, he's one of those guys who they need around the middle of the field, hence why Neil Gallagher is staying around for another season, because they don't seem to have that sort of physical presence around the middle, although it's Jason McGee, this under-21 guy, he's going to be something, he, uh, he he wasn't at the races yesterday, but, you know, he will, he will come good in time, there's no doubt about that, he was up against David Moran yesterday, who just was exceptional, I wouldn't worry, listen, Tony Gallagher, are in a, they certainly are in a building phase. Um, any anyone who from the team has spoken about it over the last few weeks has said that, and um, they'll be looking for an Ulster title again this year, and it's well within their their range. But um, all Ireland credentials now, it might take another couple of years before they're back up there again. Okay, you say they're an Ulster title still within their range. What about uh, Tyrone back up in uh, Division One football, uh, defeating Roscommon, of course, on Sunday? Ironically. The topic of conversation last year was their inability sometimes to close out matches and question marks over their attack, but it was their defence that was uh, problematic, conceding a goal after two or three minutes uh, to Roscommon. Yeah, perhaps, you know, early goals like that are sometimes freak goals. I remember Kerry <coughs> conceding a goal very early on against Cotton and all Ireland final back there and was in it on nine and uh, they weren't too perturbed by it and I don't think that would have rattled Tyrone too much. You could see the strength of their point scoring yesterday. Um, there is a concern still in attack for them, Colm, you're absolutely right. Um, Oshie McConville would have made a point of how bad their free-taking was last year and if they are to do anything this year, that's going to have to come on big time. But the issue with Tyrone for me is that full forward line. Um, and, you know, we see McCallisky out with the cruise hit. Um, you have Ronan O'Neill, Lee Brennan and um, and Darren McCurry there. Um, you also, and obviously, Sean Cavanagh is going to be named at 14, you would imagine, for, for most, if not all, of the season. But they shouldn't be relying on Sean Cavanagh to come good there. You know, Sean Cavanagh is um, most favourite. Now, he does come out, but Sean Cavanagh shouldn't be the Michael Murphy of Tyrone in that way. You know, he should be in one position and, and, and stay in there. But... If they had options inside in that full forward line, you would seriously consider them as All-Ireland contenders. I would still fear that they are a little bit lightweight in that regard. Um, they have too many samey players. And um, I, I, I could see Tyrone stopping a team winning an All-Ireland this year. I just don't know if they'll win one. Okay, you mentioned the word options there. It's something that uh, Jim Gavin seems to have no lack of. Uh, impressive would be one word to describe their performance against uh, Cavan and Kingspan on uh, Sunday. Uh, great to see some uh, old faces back and, and equally some uh, new faces like that uh, young Niall Scully. Yeah, this guy really performed over uh, the O'Byrne Cup campaign and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of hope for him, Colin, but the half-back line now at the moment, uh, talk about uh, a bounty of riches there for, for Jim Gavin. Um, Jack McCaffrey back, of course, James McCarthy, if he if he's fully fit, you you can put him down for an, an all star. He's that good. Keno Sullivan, you know, consistency personified. He will, 
I'd, I'd say he's probably the first uh, name on the sheet because I don't think anybody can do the, the sweeper centre-back role as good as he him. John Small had a very good year last year. He will definitely be there, thereabouts. So you wonder where Scully's going to fit in. And then you have Eric Lowndes as well. It, it, it's scary uh, to think of the options and the resources that Jim Gavin has at times. And uh, you could see you know, to strengthen them, obviously, when their third string team wins an Oberon Cup like they did, you know, humili- humiliating Leinster teams, let's be honest about it. Certainly Kildare, although Kildare recovered very well against Mead at the weekend. But there, there's such riches there for, for Jim Gavin at the moment. And there's only one team that can compare with them, really. And that's that's Kerry. And, and you look at, you know, those uh, All-Ireland minor successes. There's there's good talk about the minor team that Kerry have again this year. They are the only team that can really compete with them in terms of those, that, 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 that personnel and that quality of personnel. But, um, yeah, it's Dublin again and 30 games unbeaten. Um, Toronto are going to give them a... I would imagine Tyrone would love a scalp. They would love to bring it to an end this weekend in, in Crow Park, and uh, they they're the one team that I would I would say are capable of doing it at this uh, at this juncture anyway. But um, uh, you know, when you have built up that amount of momentum, Cullum, it's very hard to stop. Okay, I noticed there though uh, you didn't mention Mayo in the list of uh, contenders. Is that due to the the performance that we saw against Monaghan? on Saturday night. Would you go along with Pat Spillane's viewpoint on uh, uh, Allianz League Sunday that uh, this team are, well, washed up? Um, listen, everything that Pat Spillane said and everything that most people are saying about Mayo at this moment in time is in the context of what Noel Kennelly and Pat Holmes said uh, back in December about these guys. It's not for, you know, people might say, yeah, there was mistakes made in October in the replay with the the likes of um, you know Rob Henley starting instead of David Clark and what have you but Mayo are let's be honest they are uh, outside of Dublin they have been the most consistent team um, around and that's not going to change anytime soon I would imagine they're still a top four team um, as much as Galway are progressing you would still fancy Mayo for the Connacht Championship this year they're on the, the Munster champion side, if they win Connacht, they're on the Munster champion side of the draw, so that could be a very tasty game between Mayo and Kerry um, in the future. Um, Mayo just need to sort out a few things. They were missing a lot of players at the weekend. Monaghan had targeted that game, from what I hear. Um, Mayo, you would imagine, didn't. They don't have a particularly good home record. I'd always fear for Mayo at this time of year because they have a split camp, they have a group in Dublin, they have a group in Mayo, so there's not that much um, coherence between them. They're not working together that much. So I wouldn't have too many concerns for from Mayo in that regard. They're not going to reach the final this year. I don't think they will, uh, the, the the league final that is, but they're still contenders. There's a, there's a lot of hurt there, and uh, I, I would imagine they're going to harness it again. They've shown themselves to be quite excellent in that regard. Okay, we're going to head to uh, Division 2 next. And before we get your viewpoints on the action, we're going to hear from uh, Cox lector Owen O'Neill after their game against Galway up in Salt Hill. And uh, Lisa Lawler of uh, Red FM asked Owen the question everybody wanted to hear the answer to. Cork selector Owen O'Neill, point gained, point lost. <laughs> yeah, 50-50 cashback. Um, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was definitely something that I thought with a couple of minutes to go. I thought we had a one. Fairness to Galway, they showed great result. They got two great scores in fairness to them, and uh, we missed a free at the end, maybe to just to, to, to snatch it off of them. But look, 
as you said, we've a point one as well. You know, it was a tough place to come up. It was a very tough game to start with. You know, a team that had won the FBD League last week, and uh, you know, what kind of champions you know, and playing in their own backyard. So, you know, from that point of view, the, the spirit that the lads showed and the, and the appetite for work and the, the drive to get something out of the game, when you know they had a lot of chances they were missed, they could have dropped ahead very easily, but they didn't, and they stuck at they stuck to the task. And you know, you have to be pleased with that. But again, it's over now. Next week is is, is coming up very fast as well, so we'll just drive on from there. Okay. Well, let's look at the performance. Work rate very good, passing is very very good, but mm. the opportunities, the missed opportunities, particularly in the first half with nine wides. Absolutely. We just talked about it there ourselves just briefly. You know that you know you can't at this at, at this level. If you do that, you know it does come back and home. And that's what happened to us. Basically, came back, caught us by the end of it. Those couple of extra chances, you know, we maybe had a one with a chance in the second half for the goal, maybe as penalty as well. And uh, you know, it just we have to take the chances, and you know. But on another day, missing those chances might have cost us the game, cost us a point. You know, we got we got very good scores as well at times. There, when the pressure came on, there, Colum came on, John O'Rourke came on, got great scores, and we great options off the bench today that really contributed when they came on. And that's what we're doing. We had to build a panel. Some of these guys weren't available to us, especially at the early part of the league last year. And now that they are, you know, you can see what contribution they can make. They have that quality to come on and make an impact for us. So from that point of view, you know, we have to be positive on it. You have to look at the positives. But, you know, at this point we didn't win. But, you know, take that going forward for this week. Yeah, I'd say, like, if I had said to you when I spoke to you in the preview that, you know, you come to go and take a point away. Yeah. Not that you would have been happy, but, yeah. you know, it is positive. Like It is. <laughs> Three minutes into three time, I would have, we would definitely take it. I just said to Morgan, myself, we're standing at the sideline. We're saying, we take it now, probably, you know. And then we had the opportunity to win it. So, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is, you know, and it's over now. We have to reflect on it, you know, the lads are disappointed. And that's a good sign of them too, you know, they are ambitious, they want to drive on. But um, it's, you know, it is a point gained, you know. And uh, I'm sure Galby know that they were in the game as well. And you know, if if you look at it objectively, I think I think we were a better team in the game, and we just didn't get the result. But look, that's life. We have to live on, uh, drive on, and we've killed there, who I think won by ten points today. So that's the enormity of this league. People taking for granted it's tough to get out of it, and you know, and we're working very hard to to, to, to get to build on this this week and uh, on this on the performance today. We're going to work hard again this week and, and see if we can get a result next week. Now, John, we've just heard there from uh, Owen looking back on the draw against uh, Galway. Um, a very, very difficult division to get out of. Let's be very honest. Yep, um, I, I was, uh, I was impressed by Cork as much as they, you know, they'll be kicking themselves that they let let that one go yesterday. But um, um, I, I, I think Cork might just miss out on promotion this year um, because there's a lot of trial and error that Pater Healy has to go through with this group as much as he has Aidan Walsh back there, and it's the one thing that, you know. Rory Dean is there, obviously, and Alan O'Connor as well. But it's the one place where you really want to see improvement from Cork this year, and that's in the the midfield area. They they have lacked a bite. You know, I've I've felt that Cork have been too nice over the last while, um, and they need to bring a bit of that meanness. Now, Aidan Walsh, by no means, is a is a mean player or anything like that. But there has to be a bit of a niggle. You don't see the dark arts from Cork. Certainly, don't see them in hurling either. But you don't see that 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 thing that gets them over the line, and um, they're going to have to develop that, especially with so many young players that uh, Pater Healy is uh, filtering into the group. But um, yeah, a very positive start for them. Um, as much as they will be disappointed that they they, they, they let that go because Galway are the favourites to go up. Um, I still fancy Galway will go up, but um, you know there there are a couple of tricky ties. Uh, for Cork especially away from home well mention one of those tricky ties it's coming fast and furious next weekend they are heading to Newbridge to face uh, Kildare and what a performance John by Kildare against Mead being honest did you see that one coming 
not at all because I've made for promotion and I'm looking like I have egg on my face this morning, uh, certainly on in, on the basis of that result column. Um, hugely disappointing for me, especially with the, the goodwill that there is there for um, Andy McEntee and his group at the moment. You know, they have new sponsors, new jerseys, new management, everything like that. Graeme Riley was playing. Uh, Graeme Riley, of course, has, you know, club commitments in the next couple of weeks. But uh, being captain, he probably felt duty bound to to, to, to be playing. And uh, I would have fully fancied me to, 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 to just scramble the win there. But um, no, they were they were they weren't at the races. They missed their goal opportunities and, and Kildare took theirs and you know they have some quality footballers there, Kildare. I just felt that having lost to Dublin's third uh, string team that, that would have hit morale and you know we would have seen the, the results of that um in um Navin, but clearly not. Keen O'Neill um, has garnered the win and uh, a much needed win because you know Kildare have gone through their travails over the last while and they're a team that would be regarded as lacking a little bit of bottle here and there, certainly in league games, which over the last while, certainly before Keane O'Neill's time as well, where they lost, you know, they snatched defeats from the jaws of victory. And uh, um, I didn't expect it at all to them to be so emphatic in their victory. Um, and, and Cork, you know, they are going to put it up to Cork. Um, uh, but Cork, Cork won't mind a team like Kildare. You know, Kildare like to play football. Cork certainly loves to play football. And uh, Cork will enjoy uh, that that trip. It's certainly not the the most difficult, I believe, anyway, for them um, going ahead. Uh, I suppose another team we have to give huge credit to this weekend, uh, the Care Footballers, up in Division 2 for the first time in God knows how many years. Uh, Gary Brennan's heroics, of course, with Fallier on on Saturday and then heading up to Celtic Park on Sunday. And like a, a draw against Derry up there, no mean achievement. No, not at all. And you know, going by all reports, they were full value for it, and you know, could have could have taken something even more out of it. And I'm sure Colin Collins will be a little bit um, peeved by that. But um, Clare going to hold their own. I, I I think I I certainly don't think Clare are going to go down. I I I I think they're going to keep a lot of teams honest there, just like Fermanagh and Fermanagh, you know, came third last year, and I they they're certainly an example to be set. For. For the, for the likes of Clare and you know the fact that Clare were able to call on Gary Brennan you know it's, it's a real measure of the man considering what he did on Saturday in, in, in Thurles. Um but again Clare you know I mean beggars in that regard can't be choosers they need their best men on the pitch and fair play to Gary for, for obliging like that again as a captain just like Graham Riley I would imagine he felt duty bound to do it mm-hmm. And um and Claire once again, you know what I mean, showing that they're uh, they're not going away just like Tipperary. You mentioned uh, Fermanagh there had another big week uh, win uh, on the opening weekend, uh, defeating Down. And the question, John, is what is gone wrong with Down football? Pride, pride is the is the one thing, Colum. I believe um we've heard from Down. I I believe Down are living in the past. They have um they. There's a lot of there's a lot of arrogance there. To be honest with you, they they believe that the way that they're doing it is the right way to do it. You know, when football was moving in in one way in the two thousands, they moved another. They were sticking with what they felt was best, and they were left behind more or less. Apart from an Ulster final, now in two thousand and ten, James McCarton worked the Oracle, absolutely. But he was blessed with some fine footballers there too. Those footballers have since gone. Um. Um, this management has turned off a lot of players and a lot of supporters too, and yet the county board stand behind them. I remember last year, and Kieran Donaghy wrote about it in his book, just how 
mortified they were about what uh, down put in front of them in Newry last year. I was at that league game and to say it was um, disappointing and humiliating would be putting them mildly downward, well, downright terrible. And we're seeing nothing improving in that regard. You know, down, they're still living on what they have achieved in the past. Fine tradition of absolutely, but tradition's not going to get you anything, especially when you're ignorant of the facts and the fact that down haven't won since 2015. Something has to change there. But is there anybody with the gumption and with the, you know, with the, you know, the foresight to see that things aren't working with this with this group? Like, you know, we're only talking after one game, but this is a trend for down going back to 2015 12 13 defeats now it's remarkable something has to change but i don't know if down our or this county executive are, are capable of making that change okay you mentioned they're living in the past is there a hint of that as well down in leash in uh, division three uh hammered at home 216 to 10 against loud in omore park on saturday night um and continuing i suppose in division three uh, looks like tipperary's to lose um, yeah, t- t- tip had had a struggle there for a while against Antrim there yesterday. So you know they um they're gonna have to be mindful about that. They weren't, as we know, they weren't very good in pre-season. Um, but they have you, you saw the team that they named there yesterday. It's a strong team, and you would imagine they will come up. They're going to be there, but thereabouts. Arma as well. Um, Arma would you know like they let slide a six point. Uh, um lead against Sligo so they will be a little bit um, disenchanted by that but I would imagine it's our man Tipperary Leash would have been fancied going into it and again it's not over for them you know there's been a lot of good soundings uh, from from uh, the group and what Peter Creedon has done with them so far but it, it, it looked awful for them there and you know Loud clearly recovered from their defeat to Dublin's third string team and that those um those uh, matches clearly have brought Loud on uh no there has to be something bigger coming from from Leash you would imagine because if if you know if you lose a second or third defeat then or if you lose a second game or a third game then you know you're you're really ruling yourself out of um promotion uh, the promotion challenge so yeah Tipperary Tipperary and Armagh for me look the, the the best bet there but don't rule out Loud. Okay, just want to come back to Tipperary. One figure jumped out at me in the match report in today's uh, paper, John. That was the number of spectators in Simple Stadium, 722. So it just goes to show for all the hard work that's been done in Tipperary football, are people actually that bothered in the county apart from that hardcore element? But I I don't think any of the Tipperary players would have been surprised by that at all, Colin. They know they know their hardcore supporters, and they know, you know, it's going to need more than one All Ireland semi final to to impress Tipperary GA supporters. They're uh, they're they're a group that need uh, a lot of impressing, and you know I would imagine that they're keeping their the money in their pocket possibly for a trip to Crow Park and uh, the hurlers playing Dublin next next Saturday. Um, it's going to be a slow build. For this Tipperary group, uh, there, there needs to be more convincing, I would imagine, and promotion would certainly do that. Um, but if you ask any of the Tipperary management or Tipperary players, I'd say they weren't surprised at all by the the, the, the lack of support there, and it's not going to put them off. They're used to it. Um, last year they know what they achieved was was remarkable, but they have to, they, you know, they have to use the momentum of that now. Finally, uh, John, we'll take a quick look at uh, Division Four. You were done with Seamus McInerney. Fantastic interview with him and David Fitzgerald in Saturday's paper. Uh, an opening day start, and, and 
probably one of the, the tougher games as well too in Division 4 against uh, Limerick who impressed hugely making the McGrath Cup final and going to extra time against Kerry. Yeah, and then, you know, Seamus McEnany was quite worried about this game because having, he, he had gone to see Limerick play Kerry. Now, it's since been revealed or since been discovered that Kerry trained very hard the week of that game against Limerick. So, um, going to extra time as it did, you know, there, there were uh, extenuating circumstances for that. And Kerry might have, you know, had they not trained as much they, they they could have won a little bit easier than they did but anywho no Limerick um, we're always going to be a test for Wexford and um, go, talking from talking to a couple of people this morning who were at the game um, you know the, 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 the defence of of Wexford was impressive now once they went ahead apparently they had 15 men behind the ball and that's something that we're going to see a little bit more of again this year you know once you're ahead make sure to stay that way you know, look to counter people like they like they do, um. Yeah, Wex, Wexford look like they're they're um they're they're up there uh, and they, they look like the the main contenders now, especially after Carlo's result against Westmead, which was quite shocking from a Westmead perspective. Uh, you know, they have dropped like a stone from Division One over the last few years, and yet they've they've um they look like a real championship team, reaching two Leinster finals back to back, um. If if Westmead lose to Limerick this weekend, now you would you would imagine it's it's Wexford's all the way. Wexford have a tricky tie going to to Leitrim, so, um yeah, the, the Banty Express looks like it's uh, it's setting off anyway. Final question, uh, John. After the opening round of the uh, the league, where do you stand on the league as a competition? I know it has its critics, and people say it it is just the warm up for the championship. But looking at the uh, attendances, looking at some of the scores at the weekend, it. It just goes to show, though, how seriously the teams take it. They have to now, especially in Division One, column with the 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 end of league semi-finals. That always gave a kind of a, a safety net to teams to lose three, possibly four. But it had it got into a ridiculous situation there last year where Donegal qualified for a, a league semi-final, having won their first three games and then having lost their, their next four. So that had to end from a you know, just for, for for the integrity of the competition as much for um, cutting down on the number of fixtures. Um, the fact that it's, a, a you know, a straight straight top two for the final this year, I think is going to... Now, you you might get a couple of dead rubbers here and there, but I, I, I think you're going to see the best teams really come out, the likes of Kerry, Dublin, Toronto and possibly Mayo. I think you're going to see them go from strength to strength over the next while. But... Um, you know the league. The the league has. I don't think it's lost any of its luster. We know that a lot of managers at developing counties look at the league as their real litmus test and as their you know their barometer for success. Whatever about the championship and provincial championships, really. But for for a lot, of promotion is the the be all and end all, or even retaining status, as you would imagine. You know the likes of Donegal are looking just to do that in Division One. Roscommon, you would imagine, will be doing it as well as much as Cavan and then in Division 2 Clare will be hoping you know to, to, to consolidate their position there you know um, the, the, the league the, it's the fact that Dublin as well have won the last four of them and we've seen what they've done you know we league translates into championship um, anyone, any manager who doesn't say that is making excuses for themselves. And I remember Nicky Brennan, as GA president, said that years ago. They've already made excuses if they're if they're trying to um, pass it off as the league just being the league. The league is the league sees 
equal you know teams of equal strength playing each other week in week out and as long as it's like that it's always going to have a lot of merit in the in the in the calendar very good john fogarty irish examiner ga correspondent thank you very much for joining us from our dublin studio on this monday and that's it for our first episode of paper talk the irish examiner's new sports podcast we're back again next monday and what a monday program we'll have looking back on a double weekend of the Allianz League, the hurling of course starting on Saturday night, plus we'll have the AIB All-Ireland Club semi-finals, two mouth-watering uh, games there as well to look forward to. Thanks again to John and thank you for listening. Talk to you again next Monday. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 